I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often in hours. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one-day rule on its head and offer back-to-back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code DATABLE and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. Hola, amigos. We are back for lucky number seven. Now, in season six, we exceeded one million listens thanks to you guys. Also, we were listed as one of the best relationship and love podcasts by Britain Co., in addition to making the list for Huffington Post, BET, and more. This season, we'll be bringing you more of what you love, as well as some awesome sponsors with special offers just for dateable listeners. So, Don't forget to check out our website, datablepodcast.com, and follow us on social media to get the latest updates and announcements on upcoming happy hour and social events. Now, due to the success of last season, we will be continuing with our coaching services, and we just added some new coaches as well as licensed clinical psychologists and therapists. And of course, it's all about the content, right? So in season seven, we continue to open up the conversation about modern dating with topics such as changing gender roles, how race plays into dating, and also some hilarious dating stories. And on top of all that, we continue to expand to include more international perspectives, all to show you that you're not in this alone. All right, enough from me. Let's get on with the show. The Dateable Podcast features real stories from real people of how they make modern dating work or not. I'm your host, Yue, former dating coach turned dating insider, if you will. On each episode, you'll hear commentary from my producer, Julie Kraftchik, and other surprise co-hosts. This episode of Dateable is brought to you by 500 Brunches. 500 Brunches connects like-minded people with similar interests to meet in real life over brunch. You answer a quick questionnaire about your interests and how you spend your time, and then they'll match you in small groups of six to eight at a brunch spot in San Francisco. Get a free entry into a brunch now by signing up at 500brunches.com and using the code DATEABLE. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating. You guys reached out to us and told us that you like the he said, she said episodes. So we're bringing one back for you, (laughs) except I was not the dater this time. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. More objective. Objective, yes. I'm out of the hot seat. But we have our bachelorette here. It's like the Bachelorette. Our bachelorette's name is Shelby. She's 30, originally from Monterey Bay, and she's been in San Francisco for seven years. She's currently, well, as far as we know, single and actively going on dates. I don't know now. You don't know what happened after these dates. So Shelby first came to us, and she had no idea she was going to be set up on two dates, but her original email, let me just briefly read this real quick. She said, I have lived in San Francisco for almost seven years. You were in an off and on open relationship with a guy abroad. Yes. In Australia. Australia, Uh yes. That gave me the freedom to date, have fun, and not fully care about where things were going. I could have my cake and eat it too. The next two years I spent trying to get over this relationship that's dating to just make myself feel better, but I still was not emotionally available. And now that this relationship has fully ended, I'm at a time in my life that I'm trying to navigate dating and care about the other person. And as you know, it's hard in the city. So I feel my evolving dating perspectives experiences throughout these 
27 years are relatable to many SF residents. And I have some awesome stories to go with from a guy smelling my hair on the first date to me showing up on a first date with a guy already wasted, then offers me cocaine in the bathroom. I feel like I've seen and heard it all. But no, she hasn't. Because <laughs> she's never gone on dates with two guys and had to talk about it on a podcast. So here's the first Welcome, for everything. Shelby. Yeah. Cheers. First Cheers. <laughs> nice. Okay. Before we get into the dates, let's mm-hmm. talk about just sort of your overall dating experience. You don't have to go into specific stories, but okay. where's your head at? I have dated a lot. <laughs> I would say my friends would call me a good dater. I just, I go on a lot of dates. I go on a lot of first dates. I put myself out there. Um, I make time for dating, which I think a lot of people don't do, but I never really get past just the dating phase. Mm. So I'm really good at dating, Mm. not so much good at relationships. I never get to that point of being in a relationship with someone. And was your last relationship that open relationship? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Last serious relationship. And I remember when we talked on the phone, you mentioned Mm -hmm. you don't have trouble meeting people. No. Okay, not so, at all. So, so men approach bit. you all the time. First of all, Shelby's very striking. You've got this like curly blonde hair, and you obviously have this personality that just draws attention. Yes, um, I'm easy to find in a crowd, but I do think, yeah, it it helps me to meet a lot of people. I'm also very outgoing. I work mm-hmm. with people all the time. I'm just a really big people person. Yeah, meeting people is not that hard for me. So I do get dates, but it's that crossover from dating to relationship that I think I struggle with. What do you think has been the problem then? Well, well first of all, what, <laughs> what, are you, what are you looking for? Are you looking for a serious relationship? At this point in my life, yes. Monogamous and or open? Monogamous. And it's taken me a while to get there. Um, I think like a lot of people were very career driven. I've been in school for a while. I'm very content with my career now. I really like San Francisco. I've decided I want to stay here and I would like to continue a life here with someone else, with a partner. And I think... Put down some roots here. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So... Okay. What do you think is happening? What are your friends telling you? <laughs> Shelby, this is why... Your relation, this dating hasn't been taken to the next level of relationships. Everyone just says I haven't met the right person yet. Okay. Some people say I'm too picky. (laughs) Do you think that's true? I don't know. (laughs) Has there been circumstances where you date someone for a while and you want to take it to the next level and they don't? Yes. Okay. And what Um, what has been that discussion like? And ultimately, it was more the idea of the person than the actual relationship that I wanted, I guess. Who's at fault here? Who do you think is at fault here? Let's just put, put some blame. Is it the men you're meeting or is it you? I think it could go both ways. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to say I'm not at fault here at all. Um, I've also really enjoyed being single. So, yeah. and I, I like being single. I'm very independent. So there's probably a big issue with that trust factor and crossing over to the relationship, whereas the dating is very casual. I can still really focus on me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What makes your situation unique is right now you feel like you're dating a lot, but you can't take it to the next level. That's not a unique situation. A lot of people feel that way. I go on Mm -hmm. date after date after date. What does make it unique is that most people would say, I have a hard time meeting people in real life. You know, I'm just doing the online dating thing. But you have no issues with meeting men in real life. In fact, you can meet them pretty much anywhere, anytime. (laughs) So maybe by going on these two dates that we set you up with, we can get to the bottom of this, why this is happening. And the reason why Julie and I set you up on two different dates, not because we want you to pick. It's not like really the Bachelorette style. (laughs) Although we do want to know (laughs) if you have a friend. I have my my rose ready. (laughs) We do still want to hear preference, but also just what men think of the date. Like, how did it go? And of course, what you thought of the dates too. So who should we start with? Should we start with Matt? Yeah, let's start with Matt. Okay. So here's bachelor number one. A little description of him. His name is Matt. He's in his early 30s from California. He's been in San Francisco for nine years, single and actively going on dates. He's a filmmaker slash comedy writer, outdoor enthusiast, and self-described weirdo. <laughs> that's not us describing that's, him. Yeah, that's, that's him <laughs> describing himself. Walk us through that date. Yeah, what was okay. like, I know you had an impression of him before. 
before the date and then Oh, you on saw the a picture date. of him. Yep. Yeah. I How- I saw a picture of him. Very cute, but not totally my type. I have a very specific looks type. 100%. Apparently, you're only into redheads and blondes. Tall, tall redheads. All my friends think it's hilarious. I, I just really like tall gingers. What's the population size? <laughs> Maybe, Maybe that's Ireland. Problem. Maybe that's the problem. I've dated quite a few here. You probably dated all, all of them. them. Yeah. You haven't met the right person I'm yet because there's five I'm of them. <laughs> and they're all related. Okay, we solved the issue. We solved, okay, done, done. Okay, let's just drink. Um, yeah. But yes, Matt, cute, was not exactly my type looks-wise, but I'm trying to be Mm open-minded and keeping my options open. So we ended up going to a bar in Hayes Valley. It was good. He was like running a little bit late. I lived pretty close. So we are in good communication. And I'd say as far as like in the bar, it was good conversation. There's a couple like awkward silences, but I felt our quality of conversation was pretty good. He's lived in the city for 10 years, which I liked. He's really into Burning Man, which I like as well. Yeah, it was fun. And he had interesting questions and he has a pretty interesting job. He's a filmmaker, Um, just seemed like very creative. I'm not super creative. I'm kind of like books, science minded. And so that was, I wasn't so sure about that. Um, I'll pause you there for a sec because when we talked to Matt, he said one of the first impressions he had of you was that you were very easygoing because he was running late from unloading some Burning Man stuff. So he was dusty when he showed up. But he did mention that Shelby seemed really cool with the fact that I was running late and wasn't pissed off by it. So it's okay when guys are running late on dates, as long as they tell you. Yeah, okay. I, don't, I don't mind. I, California, every right. I feel like everyone's and what, late. Was it like 10 minutes? <laughs> yeah, it was 10 minutes. but then it was he like wasn't two actually hours, right? late. Yeah. Like I waited yeah. about 10 minutes because he said he was 10 minutes late and then he was still there before me. So then I was like, oh, oh, oh. I, I'm the late one. He's um, very punctual. He's very but punctual. I think it's, yeah. it's communication. If yeah. you don't let someone know, then that's when they get pissed off. Yes. Exactly, exactly. Um. So yeah, it didn't matter. I mean, if he was going to be an hour late, I would have been. <laughs> yeah, a little okay. Right. Um, so, so the conversation goes well. You find out he's a little bit uh, creative on the creative side. Mm-hmm. And let's go fast forward to an hour and a half into the date. Actually, this is funny. Two of my, I went to the bathroom and two of my friends were at the bar. Like two of my best girlfriends. <laughs> Did I, you plant them there? No, I didn't. <laughs> I told them I was going out in Hayes Valley. And then I was like, what are you guys doing here? And so we ended up chatting just real quick and I was like they're like well how do you think it's going and it was really funny because I was like all about like me like do I like him like and then my friend was like well do you think he likes you and I was like I don't know so I think I was just like a little nervous about all cut up in my head about like what I want that I need to focus more on also kind of is it reciprocated type of thing, which I thought was interesting. And physically in the pictures, Mm -hmm. he wasn't physically your type, but when you Mm -hmm. saw him in person, did that impression change? Um, I still, I think he's cute. He's still not exactly my type, Okay, but he's, I, if I met him at a bar and started talking to him, I'd be like, oh, this guy's cute. You're attracted to him. Yes. Okay. That's it. And, (laughs) And when your friends asked you if you were into him, what did you say to them? I said, I just, I didn't know. Okay. Still. okay. I was okay. still kind of, and we were still, I think, and this is something interesting that I've gotten from your shows and stuff, just sitting at a bar kind of interviewing is just kind of a difficult way to get to know someone. So we decided to leave the bar and there was a really cool Bernie Man structure that they put up in Hayes Valley, uh-huh. um, which was there one year that he was there, but not when I was there. So we went and checked that out. So that was fun. And then it was the Friday night that it was super hot out. So it's San Francisco and it's actually warm. Everyone's <laughs> That's outside. The best. And we were in Hayes Valley and there's like a rooftop uh-huh. party. Mm-hmm. And this is where I kind of like, he was like, we should go up there. And I was like, yeah, we should. Cause I'm that type of person too. And when he said <laughs> that, I was like, we're going to get Because this there. is a private party. Yes, it's a private party. you guys were not invited It was to. not like an open party. It was definitely like invite only. There was like a sign, like buzz this number, like you need to know someone. But 
I mean, it was really easy. We just kind of walked right in (laughs) and no one said anything. And we just kind of went along with the group and it was super fun. Um, So I felt like that kind of helped loosen things up just to get out of the bar, walk around, talk, kind of intermingle with the world a little more. And have a bonded experience of crashing a party. So how were you feeling about him at this point? That's when I was like, okay, I I I like this guy. Okay. I could see things getting going further, or I would go on a second date with him. When it was just at the bar, I was still contemplating, like, I don't, not sure. I don't know. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, and what happens at the party? Uh, we get drinks. <laughs> oh, it gets good. <laughs> we just become a part of the party, mm-hmm. like we know everyone, but we really didn't talk to anybody else. <laughs> um, and yeah, we just had a good time, chatted. It was a really cool view of Hayes Valley. Uh, danced, kissed. Yay! <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was just waiting for that. And he- yeah, but according to Matt, you guys were kissing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I would go as far as to say you guys were making out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so pretty good date. Was it hot? Yeah. Was it hot? Thank you. I mean, it was it was hot and hot. It was hot and hot. <laughs> All of the above. Did you expect this was going to happen even like an hour before? No. No. <laughs> no. Which is really it's really interesting like how if you get out, I think, into different elements, you really get to see different sides. Yes. So you mentioned that obviously you liked his creativity and like all of that. Was there anything else that you like just really liked about him? He's relatively easygoing. Okay. Um, I guess like I feel pretty comfortable with him. I feel pretty comfortable around most people, but I don't feel super nervous, which I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Because mm. sometimes when you feel super nervous around people, you get like those butterflies, butterflies which yeah. it's still very new. Um, but yeah, just easy to talk to. I feel comfortable around him. I think by that point, I knew that he liked me okay. back. So I was a little bit more comfortable and kind of let my guard down because I know right. in the beginning I was definitely yeah. like not guarded. sure. So did yeah. he say anything or was it like the kiss that you were like, okay, he's into me? I think when we were like dancing. Okay, you could get yeah, you got the vibe. I mean, it was like, you know, you dance far apart and then you get a little closer and then. And this you start is actually just out. really good feedback from Matt in general because <laughs> I've never met Matt in real life, but from the little interaction we had him had with him on the phone, he was really hard to read. This guy, I'm not sure. Like what what's he trying to say here? But then towards the end I was like, oh, okay, got yeah. it. Got it. And that might have been the same type when my friends asked me, well, does he like you? And I was like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. He, mm. I do feel in the beginning he was a little hard. But sometimes people well. just have to like warm up a little also. Mm. So it could just be that situation. Were yeah. there any red flags? No, not. Nothing really like stood out to me. He was a good communicator. We had fun. Gave me a kiss before he left. I texted him after like probably about like an hour later, just saying that I had a good time. Thanks for taking me out. And that's not the end. We know know there is a dot, dot, dot to this. Or 1.5, as he mentioned. Yes, Matt said that's a 1.5 date. That's a good, yes, it would be a 1.5 date. Um, He was, he's on vacation for like the next 10 days. So he, I was impressed that he made it a point to see me or try to see me one more time. Before he left, um, he actually wanted to go out on Sunday night, which <laughs> was my second date. So I actually completely lied and told him I had dinner plans. Oh, uh, we told him. Okay. <laughs> oh. Hilarious. Well, I, I, mean, I just said I had dinner plans. Hey, it's yeah. juggling multiple men. Yeah. You know, it's a rough life. Um, but we ended up having yeah a short coffee date. Um, he took a break from work, and I was in the mission, so we made it a point to see each other one more time. Nice. And so you're saying he reached out to see you again? Yes. Because according to Matt, you were the one that initiated. No, he said, no, he said that you seemed disappointed to hear he'd be gone oh, right. for a while. Oh, yes. did I? Yes, and that's oh. what compelled him to see want to see you oh. again. I didn't know I gave him that. Notion, but okay. Ah, okay, okay. Well, maybe you liked it more than you thought. <laughs> I don't know if I need to ask this question, but would you go out with Matt again? He's he comes back in a, a week and a half, I believe. Yeah, um, yeah, he's gone for work and he's going to a bachelor party, oh. and then he'll be back. So, yes, I would go out with him again. 
And do you plan on keeping in contact with him while he's on vacation? Um, we've texted a few times, but not since he's been gone. Okay. So. Okay. Maybe. Right. Okay. <laughs> but he did make a point to say he was like, going to be really busy. Tied up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He wasn't going on vacation. He's going somewhere for, for work. work. Yeah. 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 Work. Yeah. Work first. So on a scale one to 10, 10 being the best date of your life, okay. how would you have rated the 1.5 dates you went on with Matt? Six. Oh, okay. Why six? I mean, I don't, I, it was really fun. We did something different, but I mean, as far as all overall dates, it wasn't like mind blowing. I would put like some dates okay. up higher where like we've done like extravagant things or something a little bit more crazy or, but I'd say that's a good rating from me. So here's <laughs> what Matt said. Yeah, the date went really well. Um, I really liked her smile and her warmth. Um, like, On a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being a great date, best date, how would you have rated your first date with Shelby? Uh, I'd say it's up there, like an 8 or something. Wow. I don't think I've had, it. I don't think I've had a 10. But I, I certainly see it continuing. Um, like, I want to see her again. So. Okay. Awesome. Great. Is there anything else that you would think that Matt would have said about the date? I felt like I was pretty reserved and, like, very beginning I think it took me a while to really like let go and open up and that's just I think kind of how I am especially on a blind date okay do you have any feedback that he said (laughs) so here's what Matt said I got I got the sense that she's somebody that keeps herself busy because she doesn't have a lot that she likes doing on her own, like creatively or um, even just sitting with herself. She seemed like somebody that never wants to be alone. Funny enough, at the end of the day, she brought it up at some point and just said like, yeah, I like being around people. I never, I never like being alone or doing my own thing. And so that was just interesting. Not a red flag, really, just uh, something that stood out. I'm in my life trying to focus more on uh, sort of soul-fulfilling Things. And for me, that's projects, meditation, uh, things like um, hiking, uh, a lot of solo activity. And what I saw in her was that she doesn't really do those things. It's just something that kind of jumped out to me and not a deal breaker. That was, that was interesting because when we had coffee, we were kind of talking about this. And I I agree with him. I like to be around people all the time, but maybe I didn't, I'm, I do have my alone time. I do sit and read a book. I do like Mm. doing that. Sometimes I like sitting and reading a book in a cafe, but I'm still, it's like my time, even though people are around. I do think he has way more creative outlets than I do, Mm. (laughs) but, um, he does seem a little more introverted than me as well. But I don't think that's a horrible thing in a relationship, having one no, person be not at all. the extrovert and one person be more introverted. And it just means that you two have very different definitions of what alone time means. Mm-hmm. You could mm-hmm. be alone around other people. Mm-hmm. His alone time is alone alone. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Good point. That's very interesting. It's interesting that he picked up on it mm-hmm. and then you guys discussed it on yeah. your date. People are very, like, very, have very strong feelings about what being alone means and what independence means. All right. Let's get to Bo, your Bachelor number two. Bachelor number two (laughs) for our Bachelorette Shelby. His name is Bo. He's in his mid-30s. He's from many places, but most recently, Indianapolis. He's been in San Francisco for nine weeks, single and actively going on dates. A little bit about him. He got his dream job and just recently moved to the Bay, to the Bay Area. He's lived abroad for eight years, most recently China. Um, he loves also outdoor activities and just being open and exploring a new city. Sunday. Take us through Sunday, Shelby. In the morning, you have your 0.5 date with Matt. Yes. And then you're about to meet Bo and you've seen his picture too. So what did you think mm-hmm. of him from his photos? Um, a little bit more my types on the looks wise. Yeah, I remember he, you were excited about yeah. him. But he's not blonde or a ginger. No, but <laughs> he's cute. Okay, okay. I mean, they're both cute. So yeah, so Sunday, 
same thing. We ended up like confirming and I think he was on time. I can't remember now. <laughs> he probably <laughs> he was there. He was there before. Yeah, me. he's always over. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he seemed to not really have very much information at all because he. he told- nope, I did not show him a picture of you at all. Oh, okay. So he had no idea. Okay, so I didn't know that because um, I figured because Matt saw a picture that I figured that Bo did. So he just kind of told me what he was wearing, and I was like cool, I'm the girl with blonde curly hair. (laughs) And so when he saw me, he was like, oh, because it made sense because I think he was a little nervous. And I was like, no, like, I have blonde curly hair. (laughs) Like, I stick out. (laughs) And this is what Bo said. That's actually really funny because uh, I said, I was on my way and I was like, oh, yeah, dude, this is a blind date. I uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to be the guy wearing the fantastic blue jacket, by the way. And she says, okay, I'll be the curly blonde. When she arrived, I was like, oh, yeah, there's no mistake in that. I mean, I'm talking Goldilocks, curly blonde, a fantastic head of natural blonde hair. Uh, so I was, I completely understood her description as soon as she walked in. It was a dead ringer. So, yeah, he was, like, very nice, very approachable, went and grabbed drinks. Um, then we sat down in the back of the bar. We went to Brass Tacks in Hayes Valley. Um... And same type of thing, kind of interview, bar, drinks type Mm -hmm. of thing. Um, I felt our conversations were a little bit more just general. He kind of avoided a lot of things. Like he, I was trying to get more about his job and he didn't seem to really want to talk about that. So I didn't even find out what he did to like the, towards the end of the date when I distinctly was like, so what do you do? Um, But that was towards the end. I mean, we talked about my job. I love my job. I like talking about it. It's a little overwhelming for some people. You want to tell um, us what you do so our audience yeah, knows? Yeah, um, I'm a physical therapist, but I specialize in burn therapy. So I work at the trauma, the burn center in at St. Francis. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of heavy stuff. I'm not always in that unit, but it's kind of where my passion is. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes that also makes people feel a little uncomfortable, <laughs> but I think it's something that's very unique to me and that I'm, I really take pride in. Right, right, yeah. yeah. So we talked about that, but yeah, we never really in the first hour or so never got to like so what he did. Very surface level. Yeah. But at the same time, I felt like he was trying not to, like he was like, I don't want to talk about work, like trying to. Oh, circumventing all these yeah, questions. Yeah. Um, so what did you guys talk about? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is what Bo said. You know, one of the things that I realized, she almost didn't ask any questions about me. Really? Yeah, like, because uh, a lot of people ask, like, the, the requisite questions, like, what do you do yeah. and why are you here? But uh, I was interested that it, we're probably two hours into it before she's like, wait a second, like, what do you do? Or she'd follow up with something I'd said a, a while ago, didn't seem to inquire about any of the things I was saying or adding to her own story. So I added a lot to hers and, and asked a lot of questions. I, oh. I, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly, she did not pull a lot out of me or ask a lot out of me. Okay. But maybe that's because I uh, was talking enough already. <laughs> <laughs> that's very interesting because I know I tried because that's something that distinctly set in my mind because I felt like he was trying to be roundabout to have a deeper, what I was getting at, that he was trying to have more of a deeper conversation but yeah it just didn't really go anywhere it was kind of superficial talking where there wasn't much depth to it I guess that okay so that's that's super fascinating to me because one I know Bo personally and Mm -hmm. he's always like I don't like to lead with what I do because first of all I have to explain what I do and then it sounds like I'm bragging when I do tell people what I do so I don't like to lead with work but I do find it interesting that he thought that you didn't ask him any questions about him and you were just giving him really good responses to whatever he was talking about, but didn't throw it back at him. That's, it's very interesting. I feel like I I read people pretty well, but also like in my job, like I, I try to make people feel as comfortable as they can. And I also was trying to ask him about, because he had lived abroad and there was so many, and I love traveling. And there were yeah. so many times where I was like, wait, so where were you living? Like, what were you doing? And he would kind of be like, oh, well, we'll get to that. Or like, it was it was one of those things where I just kind of felt 
that some of my questions got pushed off, oh. which is kind of interesting. That he felt that you weren't asking questions. Because I don't oh. actually like to talk that much. Like, I, I always try to do the, like, they always say, like, make sure it's like a 50-50 conversation, which mm. I try to stay aware of. Um, that is fascinating. Yeah, because I don't know. Because he thought that you guys had um, one thing in common, which was you both moved to a different country for someone. So he said he had moved somewhere for someone and you mm-hmm. moved to Australia for that guy. Mm-hmm. And um, you guys bonded over that somehow. Possibly. <laughs> or maybe not. <laughs> Shelby's like, I don't know if we bonded, but maybe we had a conversation Wait, let's, I remember. Let's rewind. I don't even remember. Let's rewind. Do you remember your first impression of Bo when you met him? Yeah. Okay, like right off the bat, I knew he was not my type. Why? 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 Um, it's I can't put my finger on it, but I just I felt he I felt like he was kind of all over the place. Um, I mean, first impression, I guess, just I don't know. I just it it was it just didn't click for me. Like I was like, he seems nice, but there wasn't like there wasn't any physical attraction. There really wasn't anything that was like. Like, if he came up to me at a bar, I would, like, say hi, like, and talk, but then I'd just be like, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but what I wonder what it was, because this is what Bo said. Well, you know, chemistry is a funny thing. It's a yeah. hard thing to describe. It's kind of something that you just, you have an attraction to someone or you don't. Uh, I didn't get any of those signals from her, and her body language didn't signal that, because that's something that I try to pay attention to. How are they sitting? How are they facing yeah. you? Are their hands on their legs away from you? Are they towards you? Are they are they in an open body position when they're speaking to you? Uh, but when you meet somebody on a blind date, um, it's great to have the initial um, contact and meet somebody. Because no matter what little texting you're having back and forth or how funny you think that person is in text, if you meet each other and you don't have any chemistry, you don't have any chemistry. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's okay. So I wasn't hurt because I was kind of feeling the same thing. Oh, you know what? All right. He's correct. (laughs) Okay. All right. So um, what happened? Okay. So you guys are brass tacks having Mm -hmm. this sort of like conversation, but not really having a conversation. (laughs) But I know you guys went to a second location. Why was that? It's time to take a quick break so we can tell you about our current sponsor, Lola. Lola is a female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, and liners. And now they offer sex products too. It was super easy to get the Sex by Lola line delivered right to my door. And you know how so many condoms promise to be ultra thin and lubricated? Well, these condoms definitely lived up to its promise. And the best part, for every purchase, Lola donates feminine care products to homeless shelters across the U.S. Choose your mix of products, number of boxes, and frequency of delivery. You can also change, skip, or cancel your subscription at any time. The Sex by Lola line is available for a one-off purchase, or you can add to your subscription. So everything is conveniently delivered on your ideal schedule. Now, here's an exclusive offer for dateable listeners. You can get 40% off all subscriptions. Just visit mylola.com and enter the code DATEABLE when you subscribe. That's spelled D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E. Now, back to the show. But I know you guys went to a second location. Why was that? I was trying to keep an open mind. I was trying to keep an open mind. Red flag, he's only lived here for nine weeks. That was something that kind of put me off. Um, Not that that's a totally bad thing, but I just... I've lived here for seven years. I kind of want someone that also has roots here mm-hmm. or is planning on... A lot of people come here and leave. A lot of people come for a little while and go or... Where it just seemed like he's just on a different wavelength. Mm-hmm. Well, especially because okay. he has, what, lived like in so many different countries too. It's not oh. like, you know, like mm-hmm. it's probably that plus just being here nine weeks and like he has family here. How committed like is he to San Francisco? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, God. I think, just an overall kind of yellow flag for guys that I've met and they're like, I just moved here. And it's just like, I don't want to be your tour guide. I get it. Uh, Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Okay. So you guys go to a restaurant though. Okay. Tell us about Um, that. Well, he was hungry and I, my friends all work at a restaurant that was right next door. It was slow. So we went there and it was, I mean, it was fun. Like he seems like a great guy to like hang out with. I don't see any type of relationship, but, like, a friendship. He was really nice. He is very interesting. But the one thing is, is I do feel like he was kind of all over the place. 
Um, and that could be from like being new and like living in different countries, but I kind of couldn't, I was trying to get like a chronological order out Mm. of his, um, kind of past Mm -hmm. and I just, I could not piece things together. Mm. And I was actually kind of surprised, like he looks young. I, after talking to him for a while, I thought he was almost younger than me and it's actually, he's older than I thought, uh-huh. um, which I thought was interesting as well. Uh-huh. Okay. That's good feedback for Bo as well. Just so, just so everyone has a little background what Bo does so he's not like a mystery man. He is a uh, – he's in the entertainment industry. He hosts for a show called The Cash Show, which is a live streaming trivia game show. And uh, the company I work for now hired him as a full-time host, which is sort of his – like dream job and he gave up his life in Indianapolis and the traveling abroad and living abroad to come to San Francisco and commit to this job. So it's really his passion to be here and he wants to make it work. Interesting. But I think it's disappointing that that passion didn't come through on the date yeah. because it's almost like he wasn't he didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. Huh. It was interesting and I I mentioned this when I was talking to some of my friends after and I was like, I couldn't even figure out what he did to like the end of the date when I had to point blank, like, so what do you do? Are you going to tell me what you do? Mm, <laughs> like, I remember yeah. having to say that. It's like pulling teeth. I mean, I get it because it's like sometimes people don't want to talk about work, I, but I, I totally also get that. feel like, I understand. You, but if you just keep avoiding it, then it almost like raises more red flags yeah. of what is going on. Like if you just addressed it right away and was like, change the subject I think maybe it would have sat different. yeah I feel like I can totally relate to Bo on this because what I do in my past it's like so it's too convoluted for me to explain on a first date so mm-hmm. I tend to just go the simple route like oh I live in San Francisco and I work for a company like that's all I say mm-hmm. and then I can see how that would come off as like you know just kind of like your your avoiding questions but Bo is like fluent in Mandarin Chinese. He has amazing language skills and he has like a very interesting past, but you didn't get to see any of that because you were just like, why is he avoiding my questions? <laughs> I know. Wow. And he's like, she's not asking me anything. <laughs> I know. Which is the crazy part. Okay, but what what did you like about Bo? What were some of the things that you liked about him? Um, he was definitely a gentleman. I think he was easy to talk to, but like, like there was no awkward silences, which mm-hmm. was kind of interesting. I'll just compare because like with Matt there was awkward silences but I felt like the overall depth of the conversations were stronger mm. whereas with Bo like we talked we talked the whole time we just talk 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 uh-huh. but obviously you don't know none of us of knew <laughs> we can't remember anything that we talked but about. when you say depth what does yeah. that mean where did how deep did you go with Matt <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> I think more, I guess more just on like relatable things. I think Bernie Man was like a really big factor and like our experiences there because that is such a special connection that you just have with people. Good bonding and, moments. Yeah. I guess those bonding moments translated into um, in-depth moments where you felt like you were getting to know someone on a deeper level. I mm-hmm. think this is actually good learning because both felt like you guys had some points of commonality yeah. that could have been taken to the next level. For example, injuries. You had your yes. injury, he had his hand injury, mm-hmm. and that what he mentioned that was a point of commonality. Yeah. But maybe you guys didn't take that conversation to the next level. Maybe it was no. just more like, oh, it's you had an injury, like... you broke something, I broke something. <laughs> what he was trying to say was like, you know, when I had my hand injury, when I broke my hand, it really made me realize how much I appreciated my mobility mm-hmm. and just getting around. Yeah. And you had the same sort of feeling. Yeah. But then I guess this conversation just ended at that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't go much further yeah, beyond that. No. Okay. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> On a scale one to 10, 10 being the best day, best date of your life <laughs> and one being a freaking nightmare you want to leave within the first five minutes, how would you rate this date? Like a four. Okay, that's not bad. So yeah. only two yeah, below only Matt. Only two below Matt. Oh God! Yeah. What did they think of that? Oh, <laughs> like, I gotta oh. redo my rating. Yeah. Okay. Relative to Matt's date. Oh no, I I should put more gap in between those. Two. <laughs> okay. Well, you already committed to six for Matt. So what oh. would Bo be? Oh, that sounds like a. Do you want to move point five, or okay. do you want to move Matt up to seven? Yeah, okay, move we'll Matt put, up to seven. And we'll put Bo at a three. <laughs> okay, that's good. Okay. That's a good compromise. <laughs> if he asked you out, what would you say? No. 
Oh, he, he also said the same. Yeah, yeah, so. he did say the same. Yeah. Would you would you ask her out again? I, well, like, I, I don't see any reason to. However, if I ever were to see her again, I think it would be very friendly, and I'd want to know how she is and how she's been and yeah. uh, what's going on. But um, that's one of the great things about living in San Francisco, though. See, like in Indianapolis, your choices of dates are so few and far between. True. You can really get hung up on somebody's willing to go out with me. That's fantastic. They seem reasonable enough. And then if it doesn't work, you're like, oh my gosh, I've got to wait like three more months to find somebody. But here in San Francisco, Hey, we didn't quite mesh, but that's okay. But you seem like a really interesting, nice person. And if I see you around, I'm going to give you a high five. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the best date of your life, what would you rate this date? Um, I would rate this date as a 3. Okay. Yes. A very fast way to spend $110. Okay, so you paid for the date. <laughs> yeah, sure, of course. So he said a couple, uh, he said there were four red flags, oh. and I'll, I'll um, let him speak for himself. So about about uh, 12 minutes into it, we're talking about like, how did this happen? How did you get set up with this blind date? And I described my story of knowing you, working with you, and you looking for somebody to do this. And she had a similar story, but she, she said like, oh, you know, so I just figured I'd do the favor for a friend. I was like, oh, okay, doing a favor for a friend, sure. I don't know if that was taken out of context or... I think that was taken <laughs> okay, out of context. Okay. I think I said that I've I've known them from the show and we've been friends or like I know them through friends. Like I didn't want to say like I wrote in and I wanted them to set me up on a blind date, oh, okay. but I tried to make it not... I, I, don't, I do not think I said favor. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So he said right off the bat when you said something along the lines of that, he was like, oh, okay, I guess she's not really into this. Okay. Oh, and then the second red flag he saw was you said you moved to Australia for an Australian man. Mm -hmm. And he said... Australians are kind of known as being rugby player type of man's men type of guys. Mm -hmm. And I was like, if he's that type, you know... Uh, I'm much more of like, um, the way I like to dress, like street smart, I like to wear a jacket. I do not sit in a bar, like a sports bar, mm. can't stand them, with the TV there, with like people watching the game. I want to interact and talk with people. It's part of my upbringing, like. So you're not like a, ooh, man. No, no, We actually work with a lot of Australians on our show. He's like, I know I'm not that type of guy. So I, he's like, I already knew <laughs> that really I was a red flag. It's not really a red flag yeah. for him. That's for him, yeah. yeah. So also, is all Australians the same? Well, I think generalization. Americans are the same. Yeah, so. so it's okay. a pretty big generalization. So what would you, what would be your response to that? Well, kind of the same thing. Not all Australians <laughs> are the same. And I mean, when you get out, I, I'd say a lot of people's experience with Australians is when they're off and traveling and having a good time. But I mean, we're obnoxious Americans, quote unquote, right. when we're out doing traveling and things like that. So as someone who's lived in Australia and had like a very deep connection with someone, I don't think that should be a red flag. <laughs> and then no. number three, he said, We're sitting, we go to another restaurant. And uh, she had a friend that was working there. When the friend came over, uh, she was like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, uh, this is my friend, Bo. <laughs> and oh. so I was like, yeah, all right. Yeah. Just not blind date, not set up, not date or anything. Just like very clearly, yeah, this is my friend. I mean, I, I, I would have done the same thing to Matt. I would have done the same thing to any guy yeah. I was on my first date with. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> You're not going to be like, oh, this is the, my blind date yeah, that I yeah, just I met. Wasn't like, gonna yeah. be or like, just don't put a label on it, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. I could have done that. But I, I really didn't even think about it. Got it. And then red flag number four for him was when you guys said goodbye. Apparently, you gave him um, a, a, a hug without eye contact and just pretty much walked away. That was when we were leaving. Hey, thanks so much. Good night. Yeah, nice time. And, uh, you know, a, a very a very polite hug, but zero eye contact, beelined it, turned eyes, and walked. I was like, oh, well, all right. Oh, okay. Okay. How do you give eye contact while you're giving a hug? That's my, <laughs> that's my question. Can you tell me? <laughs> Maybe when the hug breaks? I don't know. I don't know. Try to think about it. I don't know. I gave him a hug. Yeah. 
That's true. I, I I do consider all these things overthinking, but that's in that's my opinion. Right. I don't know how else you would leave it. I think we both knew that it wasn't going to go anywhere, so I'm not sure what more he would have wanted. Mm, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So what did we learn from these two days? <laughs> <laughs> what? So there are a couple things I want to talk about. I, I just love this because you just don't know the impression you're giving off on a date. Taking a date to the next level of having a deeper connection doesn't necessarily mean asking more questions, but it means showing more sides of who you are. And I think you and Matt sort of lucked out because mm-hmm. you had the opportunity to crash this party. And in fact, he was very impressed that you were that girl that was able to and wanted to crash this but party. But he also did say he suggested a walk because he likes to get out of that's his true. element. Yeah, so that's he did true. take that control a little. Yeah. And changing the environment. So it's not like your typical date, like you said, at a mm-hmm. bar. But if you if your date with Matt just stopped at the bar. I have I have thought about that. Yeah. And what would that have been like? And I I talked it out with a few friends (laughs) and it it would have been the type of date where no red flags. He was nice, potentially would go on a second date, but probably wouldn't go out of my way for it. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. How many times have we been on these dates? A gazillion times. mm -hmm. We hear all the time. You go on a good enough date. Like, Mm -hmm. ah, yeah, I'll go on a second date. But there was nothing memorable. And what made it memorable was he suggested something that got you out of the a normal environment. And then you suggested something that put both of you sort of like in a very spontaneous situation. But I think some of it's just time also, because if you had just jumped into the Hayes Valley, like outdoor with the party, that would have also been weird. Yeah. Because then you so, wouldn't have gotten to know right, each other. So it's like you just kind of have to expect that maybe the beginning is going to have a little like bit of the bumps and if you are interested in someone it's worth kind of trying to see how much you can push it mm-hmm. yeah very true and what i glean from your date with Bo is that one i think he's what does make Bo a little refreshing for me is that he's obviously not used to date talk so he doesn't know what are and the normal things to talk about he on kind a date of did mention that that <laughs> this was the first blind date he's been on mm-hmm. and he asked me he did ask me if it gets exhausting dating, like, do you just go through the same conversation? Is it the same thing over and over again? It's like, because sometimes it just seems that way. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I agreed with him. And I said, you kind of just have to try to make it more creative. And I've been from the show, I've also taken, like, when I go out on dates, like, what do I want to do? Like, yes. what, yeah. what restaurant yes. do I want to yeah. go to? Or what event do I want to go to? And just try to bring that person into that instead of just having the typical, like, drinks. And but then... I think, though, like, at the end of the, I know, like, people give, like, oh, the what do you do for work? Like, that a bad rep. But at the end of the day, you're trying to get to know someone. Mm-hmm. And most of us, not everyone, is spending a good part of our waking life at work. Mm-hmm. That is a part of who you are. So, yeah, it might seem like small talk. But at the end of the day, like, you kind of need to have some small talk it's a combination of like getting the facts out but then also just like hanging out like you would with like a friend and just having like more of a playful conversation and other conversations too but what does make the situation different is that you guys didn't meet online you knew nothing about him and he just skipped right to let's skip the small talk right the small talk was very necessary that's what i mean like it's hard to go really deep without having any baseline what did you learn about yourself after these two dates what are some takeaways shelby takeaways (laughs) well he picked Bo picked up right away that I wasn't (laughs) into the date so maybe that I'm not that good at hiding my emotions um this is what I learned about you Shelby which is I think you're almost too easygoing and it makes you forgettable because when we talked to Matt we said oh for the week and a half you're going to be gone did you think about are you going to contact Shelby he's like oh I didn't even think about that I just assumed that I may contact her when I get back but I told her I was going to be busy. So it wasn't like he was going to make an extra effort because I think you are so easygoing and chill about it. Like, oh, contact me or not. Be late or not. Show up or not. Mm-hmm. And maybe sometimes you just need to set a little bit more of like a, not strict, but be more like, this is what I would prefer. Here are my preferences. 
if you're gone for a week and a half, I would appreciate maybe a text here and there. Or maybe or a even phone like call. I just love it. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I will yeah. I, I had a really good time. Hear from you while you're gone. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because you hear this in San Francisco all the time because people are always traveling. Mm-hmm. They meet, there's great connection, and then someone's gone for a week and then nothing happens after that. It just fizzles. Yeah. I think a lot of times in dating is that we set ourselves up for disappointment. We just assume that the other person will reach out or we just assume that after they go away for a while, yep. we might hear from them, but then you then you refer back. I thought we had a really good connection. Did something happen while this, you know, like was the connection not real? In your case with Matt, at least we know from both of your sides, the connection was there. Mm-hmm. That's real. We rarely get this kind of feedback on dates, but I can, right. we can validate that your connection was real. Mm-hmm. So I would hate to see this connection not being explored a little bit more. Well, no. I feel, at least with him, I feel pretty confident that I will hear from him. I genuinely feel like he will, but also I am not totally against just like being like, hey, hope you're like having a good trip. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. And maybe, yeah, I throw him another text when he comes back. Like, and then that's that. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously you're not going to keep texting if he doesn't respond. But like, I don't know. I guess it's more just like having empathy of someone else's situation more. Is but the other side. I, I get it. I get it. I think it's good to have a difference of opinion because I do feel like no matter how busy you are, no matter how caught up with life you yeah. are, if you are into someone, you make time mm-hmm. for them. Even if it's just a simple text, like, I'm really busy, but it's so good to hear from you. Done. That takes five seconds. Agreed. It takes two minutes to take a shit. It takes five seconds to send a text message. It's not that fucking hard. I agree. I agree. Yes. That's all I have to say. I'm very, I feel very strongly about this. But I think let's get back to Shelby and like why you think, why we think that these dates aren't going, you know, to the next level. And I, it sounds like you're, like you said, you're a really great great dater. You're really good at the date talk. But maybe it's just finding ways to take that to a more in-depth conversation. And maybe it's just like what happened with Matt. Again, I think it's like timing wise, it it happened, it was like perfect for you guys to be in that situation that had like Burning Man in it. It was like perfect situation, actually. Yeah. Burning Man, the party being spontaneous and dancing and making out. Bam, that happened really well. Mm-hmm. But if, let's say you and Matt don't work out with other dates, what are some ways you can also take that like bar date conversation to another level? Well, it's actually interesting. I went on a date a couple weeks ago as well. And it went really well. We had dinner, but I noticed we both started opening up more. We were just walking down mission and he didn't know the neighborhood as well. And we were just walking and talking. And I think that really, it's just kind of, I think maybe like just moving as a physical therapist. I'm just like moving (laughs) and getting your body going. And just like when you're just sitting and stagnant and looking at the same thing, or like, there's just not a lot of like at some bars, there's lots of stimulus, but it's kind of like you just need to change your environment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what's really great about your conversation with Matt is it sounded like you guys bonded over a lot of like similar interests, which is actually one of the reasons that we set you up with him. So I want to thank yeah. Sasha Silverberg, who's the matchmaker <laughs> that helped do this. But <laughs> that was part of the reason because a lot of stuff, what you said, you guys had a lot of those shared interests. Mm-hmm. But the reality is probably like, Five dates down the road, if you're still just talking about Burning Man, it's going to get boring. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think it's great to start that way, but it's like, yeah. how do you build on it? Yeah. So it becomes more about like you as a person and you being vulnerable with what you're looking for with him and having that bond together opposed to just like, oh, we like listening to music and going to Burning Man. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I think what we can learn from this, all of us, is that when we have these date-ish conversations is to find opportunities to ask more of like the next questions versus like, what do you do? Where do you live? Where do, what did you do this? What, what do you like to do? It's more like why. And I think like what um, some, one of the themes that I'm hearing from this is like this idea of passion. And you're very passionate about your job, and you and Matt were both very passionate about Burning Man, and mm-hmm. I think that was a source of connection. Yeah. But I think with Bo, there were points of connection that could have connected you two based on passion, but he did not show it to you. Yeah. So therefore, there was like no opportunity for that. And I think that's what makes a conversation more deep 
is when you bond over the passion yep. of something, mm-hmm. not so much what that thing is. It doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. Did you talk about work with Matt? Yes. <laughs> sort um, of. No, we did. We did because we talked about his filmmaking and then, yeah, I told him what I did. Did you really get passionate about her or was it more just like, this is what I do? I usually go, I mean, it's it's a lot of explaining. You have to explain what yeah. I do because people don't totally understand it because it's such a small specialty. So I definitely went in depth with that. And he went in depth with like different projects that he was doing. Yeah. It's exhausting, but he loves it and he thrives off of it and things like that. Which but see, okay, so that's interesting because you got that from him, but neither he or Bo got that from you. Yeah, neither of them talked about your work at all. And it feels like that's so much of who you are. It shapes so much of who you are. And for some reason, neither of those two no. got that from you. And actually, reading between the lines with Matt, I think like some of maybe his, again, not red flags, but concerns was like, is she like, does she have like super passionate activities mm-hmm. so i think showing that actually could be a huge yeah. selling point and like just not even selling point but just like oh we have this in common even if we're not yeah. passionate about the same things but we like are doing this type of stuff in our lives like showing more depth i think would actually be something that would really go a long way it mm-hmm. sounds like you want a deeper connection and these guys definitely want that with you but what you're showing them one with It's just the way our society is. You have curly blonde hair. That already signals that you're fun and lighthearted and you're easygoing and just a cool chick, right? But I think what's going to get you to the next level is showing more sides of who you are. You need to tell people why you're so passionate about the work that you do. And I, I think people need to see that and know that you're more than just a curly haired, blonde, beautiful girl who is easy to get along with and a great conversationalist. It has to be beyond that. I love it. I, I love it. This is why we do this. Because it's so much fun. I feel like we could talk about this forever. But yeah. I, I think, you know, it's like you already got the first step that's always so hard for people, which mm-hmm. is you already got the first step of meeting people. You have no problems talking to people, talking to strangers, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. You're fine with that. But it's just showing the other side of you that what are you really passionate about? What is Shelby really about? <laughs> well, we can't wait to hear about what happens with Matt when he gets back in about a week and a half. We'll do another update uh, check-in then. I yeah. Hope. This was a really fascinating conversation. I just I just love getting the two sides of the story. Me too. Because you walk away from a date so and you think one thing, but then you hear another thing and then and you're then, like, oh, if I had known, I would have done something differently. <laughs> but then there's also something really nice about that date like you and Matt had that you both just kind of walked out and you were like, we're going to do this again. Yeah. Like, we know this is going to yeah. happen. And I, I mean, I'm not going to I was surprised. Like, I yeah. like, you know, because I said the first in the bar was I was just like oh this is fine and then I walked away with like it's really cool I was cool <laughs> I was happy with that that's not, I mean not to add like, another takeaway but very maybe, smiley like you said that. like you're, you kind of took your friends to like get you out of just like what me, inside me, my me. head yeah, yeah. like okay we're on a date together mm-hmm. how is this going not just this isn't just about me mm-hmm. yeah yeah Great takeaways. Okay, let's wrap this up before we um, talk about a whole other topic. (laughs) Hey, do you want to be set up on a blind date? We love this shit. Let's set everyone up on a blind date. And then the only caveat is you have to come to um, and talk about the talk about your date on the show in a very honest (laughs) way. But that's okay. I think that's what makes us grow as people, and that's what makes us date better and smarter, which is the whole motto of dateable. Okay. On that note, we're gonna um just say our goodbyes thank you shelby for doing this if thank we you have, if, i had a you great know, time we're gonna do another update in like a week and a half or two months or whatever it may be but we will we love to know what what happens with you and Matt. yeah we might we know. might follow up we might you. do a little follow-up later as well thank you again shelby thank you matt thank you Bo, for um going on dates with shelby and also telling us your honest feedback and just being like chill about it you know yeah. like thanks for doing this so the rose went to matt the rose went to matt <laughs> for now and i hope he earns it and keeps it if you like to be set up with Bo, Bo is uh, available very <laughs> worldly available. he's very worldly he does great Im- impersonations of all different sorts of things and people so he's he's really good at that and he speaks fluent mandarin 
which is really impressive. Okay, uh, on that note, stay dateable. Your action item for this week is to take inventory of how your dates usually go. Do you go on consistent good enough dates, but nothing to stand out or memorable? Do your conversations flow, but don't exactly go deep? Decide on that one thing you can improve upon and try it out on your next date. Maybe it's just simply asking more follow-up questions such as, why? If you didn't know already, we have a revamped website with articles, videos, and content all about modern dating. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We've had some great feedback about how actionable these episodes are. So check them out on our website or iTunes Music. Also, visit the site today to see the latest about coaching, where we connect you with dateable approved experts to help with everything from dating profile reviews, coaching, and even gathering real feedback about your dating style in a personalized and affordable way. To connect with us, visit datablepodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under Datable Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and auto-download the podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode. 